This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite topic in the whole survival community, the beloved bug out bag. Now, you know, times change, we've updated, and we thought it was time to go back and revisit the bug out bag. Um, A lot of new gear out there, new shit, people get excited. Um, few things I've added to my bug out bag over the years. One of them, I got to tell you, Tylenol, aspirin, Motrin, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pain relievers, big thing. When you're making that long hike somewhere or things are crappy or maybe bug spray. You know, some of the things you might forget. Sunblock. Sunblock. Yeah. Some of those big ones. So I thought we'd kind of hit the ground running and kind of just jump into big, uh, Areas that maybe excite you, uh, you know, there's shelter and food and water and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows? Um, there's a lot of good stuff out there that we can uh, get into. So, Kevin, let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's start let's hit out it, with, hit it run. with shelters. All right. Now, obviously, the old standby uh, for, for a lightweight bug out bag is a tarp and paracord. Uh, I I moved away from that. I went, uh, switched it out with a small two-man tent. It's just a, a little bit nicer. Get the bugs off you, get out of the rain, get off the wet ground. I mean, uh, a lot of people, you know, not knocking it, not knocking it. Tarp and paracord can go a long way. But, um, yeah, I got the two-man tent, lightweight. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space. When it's a tight, when it's a two-man tent, it's really just big enough for one person in their bag, or two people and both their bags outside. But make that two-person, uh, you know, 
not another dude, because it's nut to butt in those two-man tents. It is. Now, first off, when you're talking about throwing tents in there, I feel like maybe I have to take a step back here and tell you guys that when we say bug-out bag, this is not like a get-home bag that you keep in your car. Mm-hmm. This is not your... This is like, oh, crap, they're overrunning my house, and I want a bag with all my shit that I can start over. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff we can really you know, hit the right ground running and rebuild the world. So this is not going to be a fun, lightweight bag. Right. This is going to be a bag that you're going to throw on your back, and you're going to kind of lean a little bit side to side when you take it, because mm-hmm. hopefully you're going to throw it in your car or your four-wheeler right. and drive as far as you can. But also, it's got to be light enough that you can carry it, but it's got to, you know, it's got to have some stuff. This is not your, you know, battle bag. Right. This isn't your day hike bag. bag. This isn't the, I I need to survive three days in the woods. This is I'm rebuilding the world bag. Right. So when he says, I'm going to throw a tent in there and not just a tarp, that's why. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want things to be too crappy. Right. But you also do want to have some of those survival blankets, some of those uh, thermal sleeping bags, mm-hmm. you know, in there where it's they they have the little ones, you know, you can get smaller and smaller and they get expensive if they have any kind of temperature rating. You know, I mean, they you can get ones that are are great, but they cost a fortune and they're either too big or they don't get, you know, cold enough weather, that kind of stuff. Um, definitely they make the, uh, the thermal insulated bags that are like a mummy bag Mm -hmm. that are still, you know, they're like five bucks instead of 99 cents. Mm -hmm. Um, four or five of those are a great extra to have preferably sleeping bags or even those like military wool blankets, things like that. Right. Um, those are always good. Now, yeah, I, I have in my bug out bag, I have a, a real lightweight sleeping bag. It's a 40 degree sleeping bag. That's nice. not not it's negative not, 40 degrees. It's not good degrees. for New York right. winter. If you're in Alabama, that's the perfect sleeping bag. If it's the summer in New York, great. But most of the time, you need something a little bit heavier than that. So I'd, I'd switch back and forth. Um, also for shelter, I mean, I guess, you know, you could really throw in bug spray here. Um, as we mentioned, you may want to uh, rain poncho or rain gear. Did you mention that already? Maybe no, no, know. I've got that in, uh, clothing section further All on right, here. All right, I see that. And then um, also fire starting, but that could be a whole other section. Yep, that's coming up. That's coming up. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so let's move along. Uh, what do you got next? Uh, how about water? All right, food and water, or just water? Just water first, just then water. we'll move on to food. Right. Now, I have a camelback. I it inserts into my backpack. Yes. It you know it's great. Holds a uh, I think it's two liters of water, which is uh, right it's around a, a gallon. Yeah. Um, water bottles. But really, what you want to do is, I mean, the amount of water you're going to need is not the amount of water you're going to be able to carry. Right. Especially so, bug out. Right. Now you want some maybe for your travel. You know your life straw, your Sawyer filters. Mm-hmm. I'm actually big on the Sawyer filter. I have one that uh, screws onto the top of like a Poland spring bottle, uh-huh. and uh, and then you kind of just drink it right out of there, so you can refill as you're traveling to wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I actually find very easy are uh, the bleach tablets 
You know, yeah. they have the water purification tablets. Yeah. And great. A lot of people say it makes the water taste bad. A lot of people say it discolors the water. Doesn't Better look than diarrhea. Great. Yeah. Also, you could just not be a pussy. Mm. You know, just just put it in there. It's going to make it safe. I considering that option for right. myself. Now, but... keep in mind that any spring water that you find should be clean water. That's fine to drink. You don't have to worry about it. Stream running water is a little bit safer, but you're going to want to you're going to want to um definitely use some some tablets in there or use a straw for that. Um also, there's nothing wrong with throwing a couple of bottles of, of water in there in your bug out bag just to have with you. Um, I've been in situations where I didn't pack water properly, didn't have enough water. It's shitty. Don't don't make that same mistake. And I think people don't realize when you're hiking, moving, even setting up camp, clearing brush, doing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, it's not activity you're used to doing. Like, right. if you're used to sitting in front of the Xbox and working out your thumbs, or do people and even have Xboxes anymore? I'm not sure what they're Whatever playing they anymore. Whatever they use now. Yeah. Right? Some kind of video games. Chugging Mountain Dew Red. When you're outside Red, actually right? working, yeah, you, need, you get thirsty. You need that. Yep. It really dries you out, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, effort. Same thing, you get around a fire. That's one right. of the big things where the Motrin and, like, that payoff. Because mm-hmm. you kind of get that um dehydrated headache. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. I've had that before. Let's move into food. Okay. Um, now, your bug out bag is probably going to sit on a shelf for a while. Yes. Uh, you know, it's great to unpack it and repack it every uh, every six months or so. But it's you don't want stuff that's rotten in the bottom of your, your bag. Um Granola bars and protein bars are great for that. You want calorie-dense food that's going to be able to last. And I've eaten plenty of stale granola bars. You know? I I went into, uh, we have this, a local place here that has the camping outdoor stuff. And I think for like five bucks or something, I think I've even seen them at Gander. But they have these 2,000-calorie bars. Mm -hmm. And they don't taste awesome. But when your babies are starving to death and you're whatever, mm. not bad. Not a not bad, bad way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um. Uh, also, you know, there's things that you can throw in there that are going to last for a long time, like ramen noodles and stuff like that that's dehydrated. Some The Mountain House ones are great. You know, anything that's dehydrated hydrated is, is great and it's going to last a long time. They're kind of expensive, at least the ones that have nutritional value, unlike ramen, unlike ramen. But, um, you know, it's, it's also not a bad idea to throw some multivitamins in that bag with you. You know, if you can get calories, then, you know, if you have the multivitamins, it's not really necessary that they're healthy calories. Now, I do have to say, like, I have... Uh... I don't know. I know I have two, three-day, one-person like meal kits from my Patriot Supply. Mm-hmm. And they're like all packed in a bag and ready to go. Those are, you know, your 25-year shelf life, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, have, I think two of those plus, like I said, a couple 2,000-calorie things. MREs don't actually last that long. They say a shelf life of like a year and a half or something. Is that what it is? I think I have like one in there. And 
Just yeah, I've got a case in the closet. I'll have, have to open it up yeah, and see what I'm looking out. at. Yeah, check that out. Check out your dates. Um, you know, maybe people, whatever, but they're not the 25-year shelf life that you might imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they taste awful. Yeah, unless it's Taco Tuesday, right? Ooh. Now, the other thing you want to think about, you need something to cook with or at least hold and boil water. So you need to make sure you have a mess kit possibly silverware for everybody. Um, Realistically, there should be kind of bowls and containers for everybody you're planning on being in your group. Right. You need to deal with this many people. Mm -hmm. Everybody should have one of their own cups. Right. And what I do is I have like those Stanley mess kits. I think they're great. And again, keep in mind, if you have a lot of people, you can carry a lot more stuff. Mm -hmm. The more people out in your group, you know, everybody can carry their own needs in their backpack. Right. And if that means have a, you know, bug out bag for each person and already have them separated into backpacks, obviously there are certain items that you only need one of and not for each person, but everybody can kind of carry the load plus carry another family item or something like that. Yeah. And those Stanley mess kits are great. That's, that's what I've got. And it's, it's nice because it's got little spaces in between it when you put it all together. And that's where I cram like salt and pepper. I cram uh, yes. instant coffee in there. So I do packets. Uh, like bouillon cubes, uh-huh. that kind of thing. That's a good idea. I've seen people instant coffee, like you said, tea bags, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff. Really, you know, if you're drinking the crappy alt water that's brown and whatever, right? And maybe you are a pussy, right? You can put the coffee in there. You put the coffee. And it's supposed in there, to be discolored. And there you go. It's brown. Uh huh. Perfect. Perfect. Um, also. Maybe think about, um, you know, a uh, simple fishing kit. Yeah. Um, you can put that together real easy. You know, you're going to need a lot of line. You're going to need the right amount of tackle. Uh, a friend of mine, last time we went on a, a big hike, he had actually brought his kid's fishing pole. It was like a little, short little, like, you know, six-foot thing that came apart into three sections. And it was not a pain in the ass. You know, he just stuck it in the side of his pack, and, and it was perfect. And we actually ate some good fish good salmon that uh that trip he was catching so. salmon with his kids fishing rod yes yes sure i don't know if it was mickey mouse story? or what it was but it was definitely uh uh it was definitely uh pretty good it was trout not salmon okay but now your story is coming a little more believable <laughs> yeah sorry about that sorry to mislead everybody now do you also like a canteen or something you know some kind of Kevin had mentioned the uh, hydration bladder. Uh, right, the camel camelback. Yeah, camelback. Um, you know, things like that. You need something that can actually store water as well. Right. If you're and those, thinking bug out. Yeah, and those um, uh, those purification tablets, they're designed for a larger amount of water. You know, you can drop them in a bottle of water that you filled up, but why use one for a bottle of water if you can, you know, fill up a gallon bag and use one tablet for the same amount of water. I would say read the label. There you go. That's what you buy. There you go. Um, And don't forget your utensils. That's right. You might have mentioned it. All right. Moving right along. What's the next topic? Clothes. There's clothes I keep in my bug out bag all the time. Um, Now, Chuck was mentioning a poncho. I used to do that. I stepped up my game. Well, when I'm south of the border, that's right. I do it's the all right. Poncho. Uh huh. Well, I'm back on the burrow. Right. You know. Right. Now I got a waterproof 
uh, pants and waterproof proof jacket that just goes over the clothes you're wearing. Um, it's a big difference keeping your, your legs dry, you know, keeping your head dry. You got the hood on. I've got the whole gear. It was about 40 bucks. It rolls up in almost nothing size and uh, not a big deal. It's been a lifesaver in uh, rainy situations. Now, I think a lot of this, uh, the bug out bag, I think a lot of is a hiking bag. Um, but that's not always the case. Not necessarily the case. Hypothetically, you want to be able to throw this in your car and get you know get some distance first. But um, always double up on uh, wool socks. However many you think you're going to need, you need twice that. That times two. Yeah, I just have a standard of four wool so- pairs of wool socks in my in my bag. Just dry, just there all the time. Never been worn yet, so you know they don't have the holes in them. Um. Gloves is another big one. Depends on the area you're at, you know, but if it's cold weather, you're going to want gloves because you're going to be using your hands a lot. And a lot of the working stuff, um, you know, you want gloves that fit and work. Yeah, and I'd say um, gloves that fit is For a big work deal. gloves, I got to say I like to buy the $20, like, softer leather. Right. You know, no, none of that insulation crap in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, just the leather work gloves, right. leather it just kind of makes your skin fingers last mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Right. Um, you know. Especially when you're working with your hands and it's wet. Maybe you have man hands and it's not a problem, but, you know, every now and again you do some job where you're like, you know, if I had gloves, this would be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's an added uh, layer of warmth if you're in uh, cold weather. Um, talking about warmth, you want to move on to... Uh, Fire starting. Right. I'm willing to throw uh, to throw um, maybe uh, eye protection, dust mask, along mm-hmm. with the work gloves. Uh, maybe a uh, bandana. I like the dust masks. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. 95 dust masks mm-hmm. um they're pretty good you pay a couple of bucks like you may pay like 10 bucks for three or something like that but you get a little better quality um if there is really a hazard in the air it might really help out mm-hmm. um i i like stuff like that you know little bonus things that you don't necessarily think about but you know if you're bugging out something went horribly wrong right you know, and, and so you kind of need to protect, you know, those other things. Um, and I had said eye protection, you know, just something like that. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it's not a bad idea to have um, have some of those uh, foam earplugs either, you know. You may be uh, doing some, some live fire exercises. All right, let's get into uh, fire starters. Um the flint strike shit, throw that shit in the garbage. Oh, dude, they have it at, at a Harbor Freight. Yeah, they got like it. Two ninety. They got it everywhere, and it costs two ninety nine because it's garbage. It's gonna take you forty five minutes to start a fire when you can just use a Zippo. Get a Zippo, get the lighter fluid, fill it up, put it in your bag, put the bottle of lighter fluid in your bag. Get big lighters, buy fifteen of them, throw them all in the bottom of your bag. What? Just have them. The waterproof matches, that's great. That's awesome. Amazing. You know what else is waterproof? Bic lighters. I don't like your negative attitude. Just, just, you know, it's it's fun to go out in the woods and, and use the, you know, use the flint and, and try and start a fire. 
but when it doesn't work out for you, use the lighter to start it. You know, that's fine. Uh, you know, the the bow drill and all that sort of stuff. You're going to be spending in the entire day, and you're going to be exhausted, and you're still not going to have a fire. And you're like, I could have packed the lighter instead of the bow drill. Right. That's what you need to do. So now, but don't sit by the campfire, just flipping it, lighting it, flipping right. it. It's fun it. to do, but all your lighter fluid's going to be it gone in gone. about five minutes. All right, just something to keep yeah. in mind there. Although it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Now, the last time I went on a, a major hike, I actually, um, it was, you know, serious cold weather, like, you know, frost, uh, snow on everything. Everything was, you know, as soon as you started the fire up, the, the ice melted and put the put the fire out. I actually brought some uh, kiln-dried wood, you know. I just brought some scraps of uh, one by four and put it in there. That's not worthwhile for your bug out bag. Just, you know, know just bring the little, yeah, know how to start a fire and bring that little bottle of lighter fluid out and get that thing going. Or you know how you have like those little cans of tinder? That's Mm -hmm. fine, you know. We talked about those hockey pucks that come, the survival pucks. Mm -hmm. Now that fire starter stuff that you can get at Walmart or any place that's super cheap, super, yeah, work great. They work great. Work so that's great. It's easy. That's something I always keep in the bag. And nice. it's, you know, it, it burns good. It gets the kindling started. It doesn't, you know, makes things just a lot easier. Um, we want to go into, uh, how about, how about lights, lighting? All right. Let, let's broaden it to communication, lighting, um, and navigation. All right. Can put all those together. Okay, that sounds good to so me. So I got a compass. Got a compass. I might have a map of the area. Right. I know for me, I have the Northeast Trails and Woods or whatever map, mm-hmm. and it solves all my problems. I yeah. got all the outlay, and I know where the hell I'm going. Yeah, I have about 15 maps. Um, I don't have any in my bug out bag. I have That's them all set in one spot. Well, it depends on where you're going. You know, I do for some reason have a map of St. Louis. I'm not going to throw that in my bag because it's not going to come up very often living in New York. What um, if you want to start a gang war? Then then I grab the St. Louis map. There you go. Get the Baltimore map out. Get then we're the good. Baltimore. Oh, that's if you're going rat hunting because you're really hungry. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, compass doesn't do any good if you are you don't know how to use a compass. Mm. Though, so I'd or recommend. how to associate your map with your compass. Yeah, how to orient it. It's not a whole lot of help if uh, if you don't know how to use your compass. Mm. Now, most of you guys know how to use a compass. Some of you guys think you know how to use a compass and don't know how to use a compass. That hurt. So That, I mean, that hit a little too close to home, Kevin. Yeah, I, I've been on hiking trails with people that I thought of as competent, intelligent people. And as soon as I break the compass out, they're like, hey, so, so you just point this N in the direction you're going. That means it's north. That's not how it works, dude. You want to go north, that might pay <laughs> off. So, yeah, so just, uh, you know, know how to use the stuff you're putting in your bag. Don't don't uh, put a GPS uh, system in there if you don't know how to operate it. That's all I'm no, saying. No, but a GPS, not a bad thing, especially if you have a way to, like, solar recharge it. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing to have in there. Now, you might be like, well, an EMP, and it might not work, and it's okay. Okay, yeah, some sure. things are not going to work if you have an EMP, and it, yeah. it happens. Just but take it out of the bag and throw it on the ground. If you don't have an EMP, 
and we just have all the refineries shut down because of a terrorist attack, and you have to get home because there's no gas, mm-hmm. then that GPS that saves you 20 miles by not having to freaking stay on the highway and being able to cut through somewhere right. might just be a little payoff. Mm-hmm. That 150 bucks or whatever you spent. It's going to be well worth it. That 20 miles, I mean, I don't know. What do you think the odds are that you might have to be coming home? Yeah, well, you might have to be getting to your bug out location because uh, there's no gasoline and it's Mad Max time outside. Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Although I'm going to have some fun masks, something with spikes, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need something like that. Definitely face paint. I mean, that's hands down. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's mandatory. <laughs> that's just basic. Not like face paint, like camouflage, but like right. war paint. War paint. Bright red or something oh, like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, you're going to be terrified. Mm-hmm. You're going to need some sort of hair gel, make yourself Woo! a mohawk. Yes. Yeah. All right. So. Just saying, I wanted to put that out there. Um, so you were saying lighting, headlamps. Yeah, headlamp is, to me, a headlamp is is by far the best light you can have. Now, I know some of you guys have those big uh, high-powered searchlights. Um, some have that. They have those uh, flashlights that are also like um, used to, they're so bright, they're used, you use them to disorient people. In the dark, oh. you shine it in their face, and I it's not like a regular flashlight. One of my ARs. Yeah, they're pretty dope. The, they're pretty dope. I, I think in the military they call it the dazzler mm-hmm. when it it strobes. Uh huh. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, most headlamps come with a red light um, attachment where you can switch it over and just use red light. You know, red light has shorter waves, so it goes less of a distance. Yeah. So you can't see it from as far away. So on the bridge of the ship, when you're doing that technical repair, right. Bam! Red, red light. Because mm-hmm. you turn on the regular light at nighttime up on the bridge, they're all like, oh, oh, what Everybody are you doing? loses their oh, shit. Oh, my God. Now, the bridge would be where you steer the ship, If for those of you yeah. non-sailor types. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Now, I show up, and I'm like, yeah, break out my flashlight, and everybody's like, oh, my God. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the red lens. Hang on mm-hmm. a minute. Now, that, yeah. Don't be afraid of the red lens, especially if you're in an area where there might be other people around. Now, actually, if you, you are trying easy. to move at night, um, I did uh, one One of you guys recommended that I, I read a, uh audio book, actually listen to an audio book uh-huh. um, about hiking on the Appalachian Trail. Okay. And it's a guy, he's in Virginia, and he gets stuck in Richmond and has to get home. And they have to hike through the Appalachian Trail. And, and one of the things they come across is they find it's easier to move at night. You're running into less people. You know, ambushes aren't really set up in the middle of the night because mm-hmm. they don't assume people are moving. One of the things is they're all like holding their, their hand over their flashlight, kind of doing the close look uh-huh. so the beam doesn't travel. Having those red lenses really could pay off. Right. Um, you think they're kind of stupid and whatever, but it really makes a difference in... You know, I'd say it's cutting down your visibility by maybe a third. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they can see you, uh, you know, in that closer area, they're probably going to hear you anyway. Right. So, you mm-hmm. know, just something to think about. Now, also, you know, make sure you bring extra batteries. Uh, flashlights are fine if you're not into the headlamp. That's fine. Uh, chem lights are great. Any you know kind they have of their solar uses. Solar chargers are great. Right, or... I I definitely uh, um, got a solar charger for all my uh, 
you know, you got USB drive. It's great little thing, man. Lasted, it lasts quite a while, and you know, it definitely works. In my bug out bag, I have those Motorola, um, or I think they're Motorola that that talk about mm-hmm. radios, and I find they're pretty huge, uh, awesome, and I can charge those with solar. Yeah. So you know that's what? A also, nice thing for your location. I don't know. We've talked about like at your off grid location being able to have a radio with your guys out on watch mm-hmm. like doubles your manpower right because now they don't have to send a runner to come get you hey there's somebody coming mm-hmm. they you know you don't have the guy have to abandon his post to come report it instead he can uh discreetly hey somebody's coming up the road and gonna come kill us all they look like jason they got a you know a, what a hockey mask and a mm-hmm. big knife yep blood dripping you know. Yep. You. We've all had to deal with that before. I saw a girl run up the road and trip. I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just keeps falling down. I don't understand it. He's walking and he's still outpacing her. I don't get it. But whatever. <laughs> Dragging his leg. Uh huh. All right. Um. Let me see here. Where are we at? Uh, Flashlights. Chem lights. Um. Yeah. All right. So while we're on this, let's talk real quick about uh rape whistles. Um, I don't think they're necessary. I don't feel a need to alert people that I'm raping a bear. But that's because you're a man. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. <laughs> if you were a woman, you'd right. be like, oh, rape whistle. Yeah. But I got to tell you, those rare times when you're the man being raped. <laughs> you, you're you going to want the whistle. <laughs> you're going to be changing your tune, Kevin. <laughs> all right. Um, How about a first aid kit? Love it. Love it. Now, I'm... Big guy on on slimming down my, you know, lightweight stuff, you know, taking out everything you don't need type of person. But when it com- comes to a first aid kit, um, you're going to want to stay as small as possible, but you're going to need stuff. If you don't have the things that you need when you have a first aid emergency, you know, you're going to be up shit's Creek. Um, so... You can buy off-the-shelf first aid kits that you can stick in your bag, but you really want to supplement them. You know, open it up and go through it. And you, it, you're it gonna gives you a guideline of where right. to start. Mm-hmm. But usually, everything in there's junk, so you're right. kind of like, eh. Like you know those plastic tweezers that you couldn't pull a splinter out to save your life. Right. Why? Trash them. Those scissors that come in there to that don't cut actually dead cut anything or do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd All that's going to that? cut is the tape. That's it. It's not going to cut your gauze right. It's not going to cut anything right. So, you know, get the get the quality stuff. Get the tweezers. You're going to need them. Pulling ticks out. I had to pull one out the other day. It's, you know, it happens. Um, Painkillers, good. Bandages, um, you know, get the gauze. Get the heavy-duty bandages and get the tape to tape it up. Israeli bandage for tying stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, quick clot. But then also the quick clot sponge. Yeah. Now, you talked about that before. Tell me about the quick clot sponge. All right. So here's why that pays off. Well, first, like tourniquet, Mm -hmm. quick clot, quick clot sponge. Now, the reason the quick clot sponge, like you can tourniquet legs, arms, whatever. But what happens when they get the abdomen hit? The, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. That's where the quick clot sponge is going to come into play. Mm -hmm. So... These are the ones where you have to kind of, um, actually it's quick clot gauze that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, 
where you're going to have to kind of put your finger in and find that necked artery or whatever. Right. That's, you know, gooing water out. Because mm-hmm. if they didn't hit an artery or something that's really bleeding, it's you not a big deal. It. Yeah. You know? But so you take that quick clot gauze and you use your gloved or clean hand mm-hmm. and you feel in there for where the fluid's leaking out. Yep. And you're going to put that gauze right, right on it. Mm-hmm. And then as you're holding it there, you're going to start packing in the gauze around it. Right. And then you kind of jam it all in there. But that way, you know, people say like, oh, tampons or all these other things, right? You can use, well, it's kind of good, but it keeps the blood from coming out of you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop the blood. But it's still leaking blood. inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have the quick clock gauze, you can put it right on the necked artery or the mm-hmm. damaged right there. And then you can stop it right there. And then you pack it in and press it. And that way it's not internally bleeding right. and just filling up a big void in your body with blood. Because mm-hmm. that, just because you make it so you can't see it anymore, although that is traditionally my policy <laughs> uh-huh. in treating medical problems. If you can't see it, it's all right. You know, I've been known to, you know, like, Almost cut off a toe, and I just wrap it in a t-shirt, and I'm like, good. oh, it looks, good. <laughs> it looks good. I don't see anything. I feel pretty good. I'm just going to go to sleep, and maybe tomorrow it'll be better. Right. That's usually my rule. Well, that's where that quick clock gauze comes mm-hmm. into play. And the sponge kind of works the same way. The gauze, you would do the same thing with the sponge. Mm-hmm. But the gauze is nice because you can pack on top of it mm-hmm. a lot more. Now, the quick clot sponge, you would do the same thing where you put it right there and then you would take regular gauze and and pack it around it. Right. But that way you can kind of stop those internal bleeding. I, again, you know, if there's no opening and you're not able to get there, that's mm-hmm. another story. I'm not talking yeah. about field surgery or anything like that. But yeah, and you know, and I've heard that wound. nonsense about like a bullet wound, stick a tampon in there. That string hanging out is not a good look, dude. You just <laughs> you sexy. can't look cool like that. It's hard. <laughs> and if you go out, you may as well go out a man. You that's know? right. That's right. Now, um, also, uh, uh, a lot of people use splints. Uh, I I don't carry splints with me. I yes. feel like there's going to be something I can use as a splint around, but that's not necessarily the best idea. And the same thing with a tourniquet, but I got to say, it's nice to not have to look for a tourniquet. Right. You know, oh, I can cut one out of a seatbelt. Oh, I can use my belt. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. And when you don't have something, but how cool are you if you have one in a Velcro pouch, just like your Leatherman, Mm -hmm. that you can just snap out and tie on there. Now, They've gone back and forth about tourniquets a couple of times. Let's not fight. All right. We're not going to get into it. Uh, If it's a tourniquet issue, whatever you're tying off, plan on not having that limb in the future. Let's say... Or or you can use it to slow the bleeding until you can get it packed and covered right. Let's say keep that tourniquet an inch wide or more, and I'm going to feel a lot better. All right. That's what I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Shoot for a wide tourniquet. That's why that seat belt is nice. Mm-hmm. But then worry about how you tie the knot at the end and tighten it up that you don't roll it into a right. You know, a piece of rope. You mm-hmm. want on the surface contact an inch wide. Or again, more, right. back to why I tell you buy a tourniquet instead of. Mm-hmm. Again, you can stop the bleeding. Yes, you can stop them dying with anything, a piece of string. Mm-hmm. But if you want to keep that lame. 
maybe have that little bit more where, you know, we can keep things going. Right. All right. Perfect. All right. Um, should we get into the tools that we carry with uh, with us in our like bug out tool. bag? Now, it's hard to not take too many right. and make it too heavy. Mm-hmm. I feel like my whole garden shed is going in the pickup when I'm bugging out. Right. Or if I can throw that trailer on my four-wheeler, mm-hmm. I'm taking the whole garden shed. Right. You know? But at a minimum, an axe head. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do like the lightweight, smaller pry bars. Yeah. Would be nice. And yeah, those are nice. I mean, it comes up a lot more often than you think. Even just just scavenging, uh, especially things, yeah. if you're urban where you're mm-hmm. going and bugging out. You know, a pry bar is going to pay off huge, right? Uh, to get into locations, great for opening doors. Mm-hmm. And and if it's an urban situation, I'd even say um, throw your bulk, bulk cutters in the bag before you go. They're really heavy, but if you're in an urban area. Or if you can throw it in in the back of a truck when you get going, throw those bolt cutters in there with you. And if you a don't lot have of padlocks, them, the can just bar. be popped yeah. right off with those bolt cutters. Yeah, but the pry bar, if nothing mm-hmm. else, right? And pry bar um, will open a locked door. You also may want to figure out how on the interwebs about taking a soda can and popping a master lock. I've never seen that. Does that There's actually work? Um, I've seen people do it on the internet. All I right. haven't done it myself. Okay. Um, supposedly they make it flat, just like, uh, like, you know how you open a door with a credit card? Mm-hmm. It's the same idea, but they're using the aluminum of a, uh, a soda can uh-huh. and they're just slipping it in and twisting it and pulling it back out. All right. Who knows? Um, I would say give it a try, but, uh, yeah, who knows? Again, know how to use your tools before you pack them. So if you can figure that out, throw a soda can in there. I always like when the girl uh, is like, oh, my dad taught me how to pick locks. And she whips out the hairpin. And, mm. you know, when, when she's locked in the closet somewhere, it's pretty neat. Right. Um, better if she's a badass and she just beats crap out of the guy and doesn't get locked in a closet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to each his own. That's right. That's right. Um, also, don't forget about hygiene, that kind of stuff. Oh, well, let's uh, keep going with tools here. I got a couple more I want to put oh. in here. Um Duct tape, rope, and paracord. Now, paracord is rope. It's not really. Paracord is great for uh, making your shelter. Paracord is great for a thousand different things. But paracord isn't going to pull your bag up, you know, your 80-pound bag up the side of a cliff behind you. It's not going to help you lower somebody down the edge of a cliff that's injured. Um, You want at uh, at least 50 feet of some decent, you know, heavy-duty rope that's, you know, 300-pound uh, rope. Paracord just isn't that. That hurts, Kevin. All right. Um, your multi-tool. Yes. A lot of you guys wear it on your belt. Great. I don't actually carry it around on my belt because I'm not a nerd. Wait, are you saying that I'm a nerd? You're saying that carrying a Leatherman is like a pocket protector? Yes, sir. It's the modern-day pocket protector. Ah, oh, that hurts. Nerds. Nerds. All right. Yeah. No, all joking aside, though, uh, the multi-tools are really useful. Pliers yes. come in handy I all the time. The, They've got a knife on them. They've got, you know. I think just the knife and the pliers I use probably 20 times a day, or cutters, mm-hmm. pliers. Right. Knife, 
cutters and pliers. Right. So really, it's it's pretty versatile. And if you're in the urban environment, you might be unscrewing some stuff or right. or doing stuff like that. You know, who knows? Yeah, and um, they all have a bottle opener on them, and that's important. Again, my bug out bag, I actually bring an axe and a machete with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like you. You've heard me if you've been with this show for a long time. The Sog Jungle Primitive is my my favorite knife of all time. Um, although we do have a pretty sweet survival and basic badass podcast, uh, Bowie Knife. Oh, that's right. That may, uh, you know, take some headlines there, right? Yeah. But also an axe head. Mm-hmm. If you don't bring a full axe, because I carry a full axe in mine, mm-hmm. but at least an axe head and a hammer head that yeah. you can throw on to something. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You right. know, these tools might pay off. Handsaw is what I've been bringing with me. Just a short handsaw. I like a, a bow saw. Bow saws are good, yep. Just, they they have the aggressive blade mm-hmm. for the quick cut. Right. And, you know, that that's something that really pays off. If I'm worried about weight and I just don't have room, I'm taking the axe over the bow saw. Mm-hmm. I know you're thinking, well, I can cut pretty quick with a bow saw. That's true. But the axe is just a little more versatile all around. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's reasonable. Um, another thing in your bug out bag you want to think about is cash. Hmm. Um, 20s, 10s and 20s, man. That's that's your bread and butter when it comes to uh, comes to getting things that you need. People people want cash in situations like this. They don't want uh, IOUs. They don't want checks. They don't want... Uh, you to break out your credit card. None of that shit is good to them. Cash is good for them. They want that. And it's easy to trade with with cash. Um, another thing to keep in mind is maybe uh, um, maybe uh, get a Ziploc bag and get copies of your passport, social security card, and driver's license in there. Uh, probably not going to come up, but you never know. You never know. It might be good to be able to show. Uh, you're a resident or you're a local person. Um, good things to have in there to keep in mind. I think yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much. I mean, like I said, that's you know. But you also have to think about the things that are personal to you. Mm-hmm. What's important to you and your family that you can't live without? You know, is is your daughter daughter's teddy bear the right. thing that you need to have? Well, that's something you need to have in the back of your mind. Hey, we're running out. Don't forget this, because keeping the family calm and happy, mm-hmm. that's going to pay off huge. Um, having everybody a little bit easier, a little comfort is not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And it can really add to the whole you know, low-stress environment. Because guess what? If everybody's not complaining, then you're going to have a way better time and be able to focus on the survival and the protection things that you need to be as the leader. Mm-hmm. And it's just something to think about. But, I mean, you know, I know we've covered other ideas and we've thrown out different things to keep in your bug out bag. You guys know I like, uh, like I used to buy those old uh, Vietnam era um, hammocks because mm-hmm. they're great for nets, for trapping, different things like that. There are so many great things. Binoculars are great in there. Yep. Um, as Kevin mentioned, you know, the fishing kit, that kind yep. of stuff. And I've got, actually, they've got some really nice lightweight hammocks for sale that you can get. That not They don't work as nets, but they get down to, like, you know, 
almost like a, a double deck of card size. Nice. And, and you being can off break the ground out. and yeah. out of the bugs is sometimes worth a little something. Yeah, yeah. Um, bug spray is huge. Also, sunblock. I know I kept mentioning it, but it seems like something people always forget. Right. Um, toilet paper, again, another thing that people always seem to, you know, miss. A roll of uh, Gorilla Tape can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of the more, yeah. you know, Two of the things that I, I started packing uh, more recently is um, a small thing of Vaseline. And that, I mean, it comes in a lot more often than you think. And it's also good as a fire starter. Yes. You know, so that's also something to keep around when you're dehydrated and you're out in the sun and you're all haggard and stuff being able to put some vaseline on your bad air injured areas is, is good um dental floss the same thing the gorilla tape you get blisters mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it's nice to you know cover them up and keep right. moving you know mm-hmm. dental floss dental floss comes in handy regular, a lot more often than uh, think. dental hygiene, you know, right. toothpaste and toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. Um, having those little go ones that fold up, you know, mm-hmm. three of those in there all the time is not a bad way to be. And right. honestly, really what's You're fighting space, the environment, but it's equally important to fight gingivitis. Yes. <laughs> now you're understanding. Um, you know, that kind of stuff really makes a difference. Um, we just tried to cover some, you know, some of the basics so you guys could kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah. Start now, to obviously, your bug out bag is going to be personal to you and the environment you're in. You know, if you're in Alaska, it's going to be a much different bag than if you're in Alabama. You know, so you're really going to have to, you know, use your head. But there's a lot of stuff that that is just it's easy to forget when you're packing the bag. It's easy to forget, you know. Uh, this item or that item, it's good to have a list. You know, get a list going and, uh, you know, take some tips from us. Get your list started, pack your bag, and have your bag ready. Don't plan on, okay, these are the things that I'm going to get, you know, when shit gets crazy. All right, now here's what's cool. You're probably wondering, yeah, but what's really in Kevin and Chuck's Mm -hmm. bug out bag? I want to see it. Show me. Don't just tell me. Don't make believe. I don't want to hear your fantasy, what you read off the internet, what you're thinking, what it might be, what it could be. Well, guess what? You can actually find out. Um, I'm going to throw up a video in the the Prepping Badass group for the insiders. There you go. And you can actually see what's in our bug out bags. But I'm going to take it one step further. I'm going to open it up to everybody. So if you go on YouTube... Search Prepping Badass. You'll find me and Kevin. Obviously. And obviously. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in there, you're going to see our channel and our videos. And I'm going to put up the video that's me and Kevin going through our bug out bags. Excellent. I'm going to share it. You guys are going to be able to get to the bottom of this. And you're going to find out what we really carry mm-hmm. and why. All right. Excellent. So I know you guys been sitting through another episode you love it you love this great content that we're always providing for you um maybe you want to show a little more commitment maybe you want to support us on patreon that could be something Mm -hmm. um you actually get this cool patch now some of you guys you were about to say you know you never sent me my patch but then when you went out to the mailbox today you were like there it is there it is yeah see 
you know, you just got to be patient. That was a test. You know, I'm just seeing <laughs> how, how resilient you guys are. You know, you're really committed to the badass brand. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little slow sometimes, but I got you covered. All right. And I tried to send out a little bit of bonus for you guys, but yeah. you, you'll have to look and see what you get. Excellent. Maybe Perfect. if you're not as nice to us as you should be on Facebook, like sometimes post negative comments. Then maybe you didn't get an extra patch. I think they're funny, though, honestly. Yeah? Honestly, I don't mind them. As long as you give us five stars, you say whatever you want. All right. I, I just keep it entertaining. Head That's over all. to uh, iTunes, maybe. Leave us a review. Would Tell love some some new reviews. How much you love uh, the show. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if we check the reviews, but... I checked them like a month ago. You did? Yeah. All right. So, you know, somebody's got some interest. Uh, but otherwise, with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.